If the woman in your life is showcasing discontent and disconnection, some rage, any kind of combination of emotions, she is crying out that it's time for a season to change. Mm. My wish and my hope is that more men will clue in and get down on their fucking knees in reverence to something that is so much bigger than him and his ego and what he believes is good and right for the family. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. All right, the Bowditches are back. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Coming to you live from our sexy office. Yeah, this isn't actually live, though, for the people who are but listening. But I like to, to say that. Okay. It feels fun. Oh, Let me have fun. It is super fun. Well, what are we going to talk about? Things and stuff. Yeah, we often talk about <laughs> things and stuff, but okay, I'm just going to answer it. Okay. So we are on the mics today. The mics are hot. my wife particularly loves me today i gotta say (laughs) there's something in the air to where she just really getting tickled by my fancying sure 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 either that or it's the coffee that i'm back on (laughs) yep yep she's high as a kite y'all wow you know it feels really good before the anxiety sets in Uh um any we are on the mic today to talk about what it means to do the work as and a couple, or you stop listening because that sounds like a really boring topic. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into the work y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the work and what does it mean to do the work in air quotes as a couple? Yeah. So could you tell us all J bow? Yeah. The work. I take a little bit of, um, yeah, the work, it has a charge and the work can be really fun. In fact, I, it is a requirement for it to be fun. And a word I use often is fun, comfortable. Mm-hmm. You and use the, it so often that people in our community now can't say the word uncomfortable. No, it's and fun. And message us in the DMs on Instagram and are like, I now can't stop saying the word fun, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gosh. just, it's a doozy. It's so good. And I didn't make it up to be clear. I got it from someone who got it from someone, but it's just says a lot. Packs a punch. Okay. So the work in this context, certainly there's individual work. He's a man. You as a woman, and then there's the work as a couple, as a conscious couple that is wanting to cultivate the the best coupledom imaginable. And so it can look many different ways. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have an inclination or a proclivity, if you will, to be in relationship and have the sex and love life of your dreams. What does that look like? Well, we were just on a call actually before this with a couple who's wanting to do our couple's goals program or virtual experience. And it was very familiar (laughs) because the things they desire, not only do we desire, and we're always going into that space more and more and and pushing some edges, but people that work with us, they have this shared desire to really connect in a deep, meaningful way and do it safely, do it in a way where they can go just far enough, but not go over the edge to where like trauma is triggered in a massive way and it brings up all kinds of disconnection. And there's, in a sense, no turning back. To, <laughs> to me, get a little cryptic. what comes up is like safe risk. That's great. That's you know what I mean? Say. It's risky if you just jump face first into it and you risk essentially losing the relationship in yes. some ways. But this kind of what comes up for me is this safe risk. Yep. Um, using the air quotes here, safe you risk love the is air quotes. you will on the other side, essentially have some aspects of the relationship that do get lost. And there yeah. is essentially a transformation that yep. happens, but you gain so much more in your union. Yeah. yeah. And I love safe risk. A phrase that I use is a safe space to not play it safe. Mm-hmm. That's one of my agreements in like my men's groups. And when we do retreats is this is a safe space to not play it safe. So I dig that safe risk. But how do you get to a place where you are pushing those edges? You are taking safe risks individually and collectively wanting to grow. Well, first off, before we get into the how, what is the alternative? Mm, The alternative is a word that comes up is complacency. Yeah. It's 
building, boring. yeah, boring, <laughs> building boring. resentment. I was, yep, was just going to say resentment. Going through the motions. It's compromising and not the positive aspect of compromising, but more just settling. Another word that comes so up. Also unwilling to recognize the growth in yourself in some ways and certainly in the other person where I think sometimes people get to a place where they want a relationship to then go to whatever the next level is. And then as soon as the next level, here I go with my air quotes again, <laughs> I can't stop. As soon as they get to the next level, maybe that next level perceived is marriage. Uh-huh. And then what I often see is that they essentially stop growing or wanting to grow or wanting to be better because they in some ways want to be better all the way up until they get the relationship. And then they go, okay, I checked all the boxes. I'm better. Yep. Someone chose We're here me. Now we've made it. We've made it. Someone chose me, but that isn't what happens for people. People continue to grow and evolve. I think the core of who they are, their soul and their being doesn't change. I think that scenarios and situations and relationships that a person gets into helps to have more of who that person really is come forward. Yeah, it's more but expressed. the core of who they are doesn't really change, but their desires, their dreams, all of those, like cycles and seasons unfold. People grow and some people put their you know feet down, their heels in the ground and they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want any change. I like what we had. And a lot of relationships, I think, wind up getting to that place where one party is all of a sudden enlightened to something. They're made aware of the fact that there is more. And a lot of times this is the woman. I was just going to say, it's, we typically see it as the woman, like the percentages show it's statistically significant that the women are leaders in love, so to speak. And they kind of. And growth. Yeah. Right. Well, the charge their male counterpart in these types of relationships, their male counterpart is focused on logicking, fixing, Uh doing, holding, being, you know, in that, in his space. And sometimes doesn't realize that a change is on the horizon. Yeah. And I think that women, a lot of times are the barometer in Mm -hmm. a sense that an up level is now required or death in some ways. And that doesn't mean that the relationship ends because people can stay in relationships where it feels like they're dying a slow death almost every Mm -hmm. day where they're literally just orbiting around each other. There's the sexual polarity is pretty much nil. So this is what we're talking about is many years compounded of not doing the work Uh and the work can look like, and here's where you can get into some hows and some examples could be as simple as getting started with audiobooks, podcasts, reading books, like little ways that That are like DIY. Mm -hmm. That's DIY. And, And a lot of people start with that. Like even for me, I started with when I realized I, I wanted to be a grower, not a shower. Uh, <laughs> when I wanted to grow, <laughs> it's right. funny. I wanted to grow more and, and essentially change who I am in some ways mm-hmm. or how I was showing up in some ways. I remember reading the power of now. Totally. That when I recommend it to people, I'm like, it blew my mind. I yeah. listened to it and I recommend it now. And people are like, this is so dry and boring. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what about where I was at the time when I listened to that. It blew my fucking mind. As it did for a lot of people. When I read that later in my personal development, I didn't even get through it. Actually. I got maybe a third of the way. And I was like, okay, no, there's a voice in my head and it's telling me things. I've been exposed to the concept enough to where I get it. And so it doesn't resonate in this season. It does, but it's like, okay, I get it. It served me. But if, if, that's never come up those concepts of this power of now. It's like, oh my goodness, there's no turning back. Right. And then I think what is showcased there, because I think you had a pretty profound experience with the four hour work week, right? Mm-hmm. I've had a, a pretty profound experience with Code of the Extraordinary Mind, yeah. which is a book by Vishen Lakiani. And then I went to some of Mind Valley, because he's the owner of Mind Valley, went to some of his events called AFest. So anyway, that's some of the personal work that we're talking yeah. about. But Really what's underneath all of that is this kind of slap in the face, a slap to the soul of take personal responsibility for your existence. A dick slap straight to the dome. Okay. I just, it came up and it had to come out. Yeah. So <laughs> back to personal responsibility uh-huh. where it's the question of, am I living my life in a way that I enjoy? And that's not, it's always filled with joy and happiness, but am I living my life? 
in a way that I'm proud of and I'm impressed by. And I love who I am. And even through the challenge, I recognize that it, my growth is on the other side of that. Mm. So personal development and self-responsibility and increasing self-awareness, really beautiful when individuals are on those paths on their own and then wind up finding each other like mm. you and I. Yep. But I would say the vast majority of people, especially if they got into a relationship when they were a little bit younger and literally followed the plan, followed the template of what is typically fed, especially our generation and a couple of generations, either certainly forward and maybe one behind where it's in order to live a really happy life and to be successful and to the marker of a good human is that you're worthy enough that someone will choose you, marry you, and then make kids with you. Mm-hmm. So so people sometimes are like, okay, well, now I have the degree and now I'm doing the next step and graduated and all these things. And they wind up with this failure. And then they're the question of why am I so unhappy when I have everything I went for? Why am I so unhappy and unfulfilled? I have so many things that are beautiful in life. And I think that that piece that's underneath it is the growth yeah. and the challenge. So what we wind up experiencing in a lot of couples is that they, they didn't find personal development growth, that kind of thing until they were already in their relationship, maybe yeah. even for a few years. Mm-hmm. We even have some friends that are really, really good friends. Some of our best friends that the relationship got together before a personal development was found. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, what's really exciting for them in a lot of ways is that they both went, Oh shit, let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> let's do it together and let's yeah. do it separately. And so mm-hmm. it worked out for them, mm-hmm. but you know what we see more often than not. And you touched on it a little while ago. Yeah. Is we're already in this. Oh my goodness. This light bulb. One of them has it again, typically the woman. And then now what? And to add just even a little bit more texture and take it a step further here. What I've experienced personally and seen in coupleship is once that happens, there's no turning back and an incongruence starts to bubble under the surface where it's just, it's painful to not follow that and to not bring it to the relationship and to not do something about it proactively. And that incongruence oftentimes becomes so loud, deafening in a sense, that it turns into a matter of integrity. Like I'm out of integrity by not following this and by not inviting my partner into it. And I've heard this awesome saying, one of my best friends said this to me once and it just clicked. It's something along the lines of, the degree that I'm willing to live out of alignment is equal to the degree I'm willing to live out of integrity. And that's like, oh, there's something that it's like, ooh. And there's certainly the external expression of integrity. that's very obvious, more or less. Okay. Lying, cheating, all those things. Like, yeah, I think most people can objectively say that's out of integrity. But when it's an internal thing and everything externally might look great, marriage, the kids, job, all that is pretty freaking great. You checked all the boxes. You're doing pretty damn good by standards, society standards. But there's the internal thing, that internal compass of integrity. It's like, oh no, like this has to shift. So I felt like that was important to bring into the mix because it, I think some people will hear that and be like, oh yes, I feel you. Every day it feels like self-abandoning. Ooh, yeah. It feels Mm. like, I I often feel this for myself where it's like, I can't unknow what I know. Yeah. And For some people, when the light bulb goes on, they realize so many things that maybe aren't in alignment or that they can bring closer into alignment, but they have to risk all of the things that these relationships have known. Yeah. But what's available is a, (laughs) I was going to go build back better. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Say it. I don't mean that. Say build back better. No, I will not. Ladies and gentlemen, (gasps) President Joe Biden. (laughs) She identifies as, <laughs> as old Grandpa Joski in this moment. Stop it. I will not. Stop that. I'll be your Kamala Harris. You see, <laughs> the community, we love the community. The community is comprised of community members. Okay, I'll stop. Did you see that clip? <laughs> no, oh, it's, stop. it's one of many. Painful. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Stop talking about okay. it. Okay. We're a sex podcast, a relationship <laughs> podcast. Don't talk about it. Let's, let's go political. Not a chance mm-hmm. uh, right now. So <laughs> any hoozle, I think I was at self-abandoning. Oh yes. yeah. What's possible in those relationships is that they can 
really break down in some ways yeah, and then build or forge something that's even better, that's yes. deeper into intimacy, that is more, use the buzzword, authentic. Yeah. And another buzzword, alignment. Ah, you know, but these things alignment. are important. And when you're operating, let's say, out of integrity with self and not in alignment with relationships, whether it's relationships with your kids or your parents or family, or mm. especially your romantic partnership, the person that you've decided to be a team mate mm. with, to do life with, especially that one. Mm. If you stay in that disconnect and don't risk whatever is at risk, yeah. you don't risk it to, in some ways, enroll or express because enrollment of the other person might not be so easy, but express this to the other person yeah. so that you're not just holding it in. And I think you never know expressing some of these things like there's, I love you. I love you just as you are. And I love our relationship and there's more. I want to go seek more with you. And I'm committed to that more. There's a few different directions this can go. One, it can be received like genuinely and like, okay, humbly, I hear you. And now what? And that's in a sense, best case scenario. And that's beautiful. And we experience that, see that often. And it's like, oh yes, great, cool. We can, let's go on this journey together as a team. Sometimes there's resistance. And I've heard it said, what you resist persists. Yeah. And so sometimes the other person is like, why? We're good. Like, Why do we want to change things? I don't have time for that. We don't have the luxury, the resources. You know, life's packed and complicated, yada, yada, yada. Good as it is. Yeah. Good enough. I, I don't. Good enough. Oh, that feels right. But not life, good enough. <laughs> life happens just like nature. Humans yeah. are nature and nature goes in cycles. And so what happens after winter? Mm. What happens? Okay. Things spring are. Spring Yeah. Spring and then summer and we're thriving and then mm. fall starts to come yeah. on. And it's like. Well, everything was really fine and dandy. Why can't we just eke out summer? Yeah. This is not a summer in Austin, BT Dub. <laughs> that is like a million degrees every day. So it's never ending. Ah. It's never ending. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Things are going to fall away. And I I'm like really considering what this means. The woman in the relationship. She's the one that is the deepest connection to nature and to mother earth and connected to those cycles. So if the woman in your life is showcasing discontent and disconnection and like could be also some rage, mm. any kind of combination of emotions, she is again, the one, like, I wish I almost want to get emotional saying this. I wish that men who are in relationship with women could see this happening and not go, you're crazy. Why don't you stop? What's wrong with What's you? What's wrong with There's you? No, our life's great. Our life is great. My wish and my hope is that more men will clue in and get down on their fucking knees. Get their shit together. Get, get down, down on their knees. Wow. Get down on That's their big. knees in reverence to something that is so much bigger mm. than him mm. and his ego and what he believes is good and right for the family. She is crying out that it's time for a season to change. Mm. And I, oh, I see this so much that if, if he could in some ways, and I'm speaking very metaphorically here, very generally here, if he could bow down to how potent that is and how powerful that is and go, okay, I'm with you. This doesn't make sense to me, but I'm with you. Mm. And I respect you and I respect this. And then from there, fuel his desire and fuel his purpose. From that place, go, okay, message received. Now I go do. Woo. This is something that's really been on my heart and my mind. I feel it. Yeah. And I've, I've been trying to get more language around it. It's starting to come to me. Mm. Because then I think that the, the feminine in that regard, the woman in that regard will feel so accepted and so loved for who she is and the power that's inside of her, yeah. you know, and, 
And then the man then too, instead of feeling like he's got to at times even roll over and be a nice guy or a people pleaser because of the bigness to feel like he's just placating her. That's very different than like, what do you want? And I'll fucking give it to you. I love that you said that. Cause I was, as you were describing, I was like, Oh, I want to make sure that people really get what you're saying here. And in this beautiful metaphor, it is not the nice guy. It is not, Oh, my lady is expressing big emotion, rage, anger, desire, all these things. And I don't know what to do. It's scary. So I'm going to collapse and cower and just say, okay, baby, like, whatever what you, you want. Okay. You no, want no, a new, no, that's not you want a new house. You want a new this, you want to, okay. You want and, and a new, and, like, another baby. It. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of this passive fix it. It's not real. What you're saying is as the man bow down, not necessarily to the lady, literally in a sense, yes, but to the bigger opportunity that is yeah. at hand in the relationship, bow down to that transcendent value. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. I can't, maybe as a man, I can't quite understand what you're saying, but I feel you and I feel your desire. And again, the authenticity in that and just acknowledging that and be like, cool, humbly, I surrender to your vision and to this more that you're looking for. And I'm with you and I'm standing next to you and I'm going to hold the line as the masculine, as the man to get there. To work toward that. Even if it makes your individual life more complicated. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Even if it may, now I have purpose. I have a task at hand. I have something to do for my woman and for our family. Yeah. It's really big. It is. It's really big. And then what's available on the other side of that bowing down, fueling or refueling, and then going for whatever the thing is, Mm -hmm. whatever comes up. What's available on the other side of that? Can you, you know, you, I don't know if you've even heard me say a lot of these things. Not like this. Right. <laughs> well, can you imagine what's on the other side of that? Well, yes. In the, a sense, because we've experienced right, it. Right. On the other side of, I'm going to use a kind of a fluffy term, but divine union. Yeah. Where you're really all in and you care. Mm. Like you deeply, deeply care about the other person mm-hmm. and your relationship and realize that. What's the, the meaning or the purpose of life? That's a big question. <laughs> or how do you have a great life? Imagine all of the times when possibly you do this, you have this experience. It's not going to happen every few months. It can eke out. In a sense. Yeah. In a sense, though, it can eke out if you ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, and mm-hmm. do small, insignificant changes just mm-hmm. to appease each other. One to repress and one to just try and fix and move on, mm-hmm. right? But to legitimately go through on the other side and then have this clean slate or this blank canvas to go, holy shit, I had no idea we could go here. And to know that it's going to go through seasons and cycles. And then all of a sudden, what do you have? Fucking spring again. And you're not just like traipsing through winter never together ending. and it's never ending. So I want y'all to know that I'm <sighs> adoring this woman with my eyes right now. It's yeah. I love you. Okay. okay. I love you too. Yeah. And so that is to me. And I think to you too, a little bit of what it can look like to do the work and then what's possible. What's possible if you don't and what's possible if you do make a commitment mm. to do the work individually and as a unit. So I want to shift us a little bit and talk about what it means to, or what it could mean to do the work in your sex mm. and, and maybe even through your sexuality. Mm. Cause that's what we teach. Yummy. And so instead of just concepts and teachings, I think it would be cool if we went to, into a little bit of what it's looked like for us mm-hmm. recently if you want to touch on maybe a couple of things that have been growth or edge pushing that we've done along the way Mm -hmm. and then talk about, let's say maybe the most recent thing that we've done that was a little edgy, but was very inspiring and growth oriented and what we, and like what we walked away with. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple quick things I want to say before we dig into that. There's some things that feel important to round out this part of the conversation. One as a man in particular, but as a woman in the relationship in general, on the other side of that surrender and the humble openness to the more, 
I know that for myself and especially earlier on in our relationship, when I was getting exposed to a lot of these concepts around alternative, I'm going to say alternative sexuality doesn't feel all that alternative anymore, but just feels like sexuality. (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't understand. It was unclear. I had insecurities. I had judgment and therefore I had resistance. And even when I could get over the resistance around all that, I still was like, but what do I actually do? Or it's too much. I don't have the time. I have all these other responsibilities. How can I throw this onto it? When I fucking drop all that bullshit and really the ego that's behind it, that woe is me, the small self kind of stuff. And I'm not good enough just as I am. And I'm too busy. Yep. Every time I get over that, and this is just a predictable cycle in our relationship and in my personal life, on the other side, this enhanced capacity where I'm like, holy shit, I actually can do more. I am capable of doing more. And it's not like I can just check off more boxes and be more productive. I am more effective and present in my life. That is one of the biggest gifts in this whole process is that. And then the second thing I want to say quickly until we, and then we'll get into the other stuff is in relationship, there's, there's also the real option that a woman or the man, whichever one is kind of on this trajectory first, does their best, does their damnedest and their partner's just not meeting them. And it's this thing that happens over time. And finally gets to the point of like, well, now what? I am such a stand for sticking it out or doing the personal work and acknowledging that's the best I can do. And I continually invite and enroll my partner in a really loving, considerate, uh, accessible way. And out is a last resort. We say out is not an option. That's like where we're at in our relationship. And that's where we will always be. We're all in. But I find often that when people, and again, I'm going to say, especially women, I'm just going to be a little bit, that's just kind of what I, what we see a lot. It's he won't step up. He won't meet me. There's this frustration and sometimes they cheat or they leave and end the relationship. What? Either party. Well, either party. Yes. Yeah, but either party. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily. And this happens an equal degree on either side. Totally. Yeah. To be right? clear, it's either side just yeah. might look a little bit different. Infidelity. Yes. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate. And I want to express how this might take a while. And I think it's a really mature, respectable, commendable, uh, I'll say godly practice and path to stick it out. And I also acknowledge at some point, it might just be like, okay, this is, I've gone as far as I'm willing to, I've, and I've really committed to it and they're not willing to meet me. Cool. Then you can kind of have that talk of what's next. Anyway, yeah. just felt like yeah. that was really important to own that. Cause I think there's a little bit of this love and light and like, well, if he's not going to meet me, brother, sister, or just sort of then it's time for you to move on. Exactly. Justify. But there's still so much more for yeah. an individual to to learn in yeah. that regard. Absolutely. Especially if you've committed and you're in a marriage. Yeah. There's a lot at stake. Yeah. And now that Kids, we're professional husband and wife. Yes. Uh, because we have been married for almost an entire year now. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm being playful. But there is something that feels different. And even for the people that are like in, in long-term partnerships that don't necessarily believe in marriage, I have cool, like have the relationship that is best for you. And for us, I think we, we for sure felt like nothing really changed, but the depth and the, the meaning and the commitment definitely started to feel a little bit different. Yeah. And I, you, we, I think feel particularly strong around this part of the conversation because both of our parents <laughs> have been married many times and divorced yeah. many times. Yeah. And that, that presented a lot of challenges in our life. Yeah. So. I mean, I usually phrase it as we had the odds stacked against us to have the type of relationship that we currently have Yeah, and the, and the family that we're going to build. And I am steadily day after day in awe of what we individually have to go. We get to go through or have to go through whatever <laughs> in order to, to show up for each other in a way that we did not have on almost any level modeled for us. Yeah. Cool. All right. So bringing it back to more of the present, what's happening in our life, 
sex sensual practices that are available and that kind of stuff. Okay. I have one more little caveat or one more little sprinkle on the thing that you mentioned, because it is Mm -hmm. important and I'm actually working with someone that's going through this right now. And it's, there comes a time where someone who is so far and it's almost like, let's say it's the woman in this case, because that's the example that we've been using and I'm kind of paraphrasing and anyway, so let's say she has been opening up on her own. He almost doesn't really have a clue in some ways. And she's basically tricked herself in some ways to think he's not it anymore. I got to go. But is unwilling to go and really show him what is really, truly going on to the degree that let's say she falls completely and totally apart, breaks completely and totally down, which is very challenging and is a big risk and very vulnerable for most people to actually get the person that they are partnered with to understand just how important this is. They are willing to just kind of, in a lot of ways, go, this relationship, I'm just done. Done. And in some ways they grieve the relationship ending before it has actually ended, before they have agreed to separate, before they've signed divorce paper and all those things. And they haven't really given the partner a chance to meet them like they, fully. They think that they, they think, have, yeah. and but they also are essentially projecting based off of the past and how that person has been showing oh, yeah. up. This is good shit right here. They project how they will respond and almost don't give them a chance to take responsibility. And this process can take many different tries. Like it can take more than one try. And I think some people don't realize what is actually available in their current partnership or their current marriage because of routine and monotony and resentment and withholding and all of these things that lead to stonewalling, contempt, that lead to defensiveness all, you know, the, the horsemen of the relationship apocalypse, according to Gottman <laughs> Institute. Awesome. Right. Like they don't, those things are happening, but there, you can come back from it. Do you want to, do you want to come back from that? Some people get to a place where they go, not with that person. I'm actually done. Yeah. And and sometimes that person is, is toxic in a lot of ways. Like they're really just not a good fit anymore. There's a lot of nuance. But I see here. people throwing in the towel before they actually need to, thinking that that's their last resort, but there's many stops. You are nowhere near your last resort. So good shit. now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> okay, now what? So we made these agreements individually and then we came into our relationship. One of the things that I said to you that you had no idea what I was, I think, really talking about was saying that you want to be in a relationship with me means that you are willing to embrace your sexual development as a part of your personal development. And you were just kind of like, yeah, cool. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to do sex. We're going to have threesomes. We're going to fuck. It's going to be awesome. Do some new positions and shit. Great. Yeah. We're just, she's going to be a freak. We're going to be all, it's just anal. Smooth sailing. (laughs) She's going to be smooth sailing. Like she's DTF. (laughs) In all kinds of cool ways. It's right. It's, it's a little bit not, true. Not true. <laughs> right. And then what has this really looked like? And you touched on it. Mm-hmm. Let's just go into some of the things that we've done over the years. Okay. To help embrace and expand. Mm-hmm. Well, where it has started is certainly me understanding what's available, me personally. When we met, you had much more of that understanding of what's available, what you've experienced personally, and what you want to experience. Certainly, that has shifted over the years since being together, and there's always more. But just speaking again from my personal experience, it was like, okay, what what does it even mean to develop myself sexually? I had done some things. I had been fairly trained in Tantra, but Tantra is not necessarily an explicit sexual practice. It is the foundation of presence and of like deep love and what's available with that. Yeah. Again, foundation is like, that's kind of everything I would say is Tantra in a sense. And there's Mm -hmm. many applications of that. 
But beyond that, I had done very little else. I had not explored many modalities. And so like you referenced, I read books. Sex at Dawn was a big one for me early on. And just- <laughs> so you came out of that like, cool, I don't know about monogamy <clears throat> and women like to women like to fuck around too. Yeah. Cool. 22 hour audio book done. <laughs> exactly. It's a great one. I it's think a great it, book. Yeah. It's very scientific and technical, but I think it, yeah. it just provided a lot more of understanding of evolutionary biology and tendencies for men and women, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Right, sex great. at dawn blew my mind for yeah. sure. Yeah. Me too. And then it was certainly the BDSM and conscious kink type of stuff. And that one took me a while and it's, yeah. I'm still a student of it and finding like my own authentic expression of it all. And it's been so fun to discover that. But it's fun now because yeah. at first it was, I don't have time for this. Like, exactly or it or it was like, this isn't for me. This isn't me. depraved, fucked up people. Yes. I just like to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like why do you yep. need all these bells and whistles and shit? All these people playing out their traumas and like these sick, twisted ways. Yeah, it's so many judgments. And that might be true in some cases. I mean, in we fact, both, it certainly is. Yeah, we both came from some Christian influences too. Yeah. And so- but it's funny because I think a lot of people that have really strong religious influences are the kinkiest motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, because they've yes. had all these things where they had to like force, sit, stand, kneel. And then depending on how old they are, they were actually spanked in yeah. school yep. with a ruler or. I got spanked as a kid. Well, in school. But in school, yeah, it's wild. In school with a ruler or a paddle <laughs> or whatever. And I mean, like for me, I, every so often after a certain age, we had to get on our knees in the hallway and a teacher would come with a ruler and measure if our skirt was long enough. Wow. <laughs> and you telling me that this doesn't eventually lead into sexual depravity. It, well, in certain kinks. Right, well, because you're mm-hmm. essentially sexualizing a child Yeah. Oof. going, you can't have this be too short because then you are a distraction mm-hmm. and that's un, uh, not unwomanly. What's the word I'm looking Unbecoming, unbecoming, yes. and that's unbecoming. <laughs> so, sure, you know that's it's big, and yeah. that's a whole other several hours of podcasting to yeah. dig into some of that stuff. But so yeah. a big one for me, and there was many steps in between reading erotic novels. And I've mentioned this before. There, that started to open up my mind of like, oh, this is what it can actually look like. I was started to make sense of it. This is what it can play out like. This is how it can be a fun game and we can play with one another and create Eros and explore that. Oh, okay. All right. Starting to click a normal person on the, so to speak, can like play in this world. That's when I started to be like, all right, I can fit myself into that. Right. Everyday average person. It's not someone who was born with a certain set of interests necessarily. You can build those skills. Mm -hmm. And I think it's maybe Sunny Megatron, which I haven't seen her stuff in a long time. Someone, someone (laughs) quoted her not that long ago and I remember seeing it somewhere on the internet, but it was, um, kink is customizable. Yeah. And so for some people, kink looks like really colorful and really interesting and very diverse. And some people like you and I, in some ways, definitely our relationship and how we navigate it together. We leverage the tools to play with each other. We leverage the tools in certain environments to add novelty, add Mm -hmm. adventure edginess, adrenaline, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of the people that wind up working with us, they resonate with that yeah. because some people see kink educators or BDSM educators or yeah. practitioners and are like, I'm actually not, I don't, it would take a lot for me to figure out that I'm, I'm interested in all of that. Yeah. You know, for us, we like implements and elements and we like to look at each other and go, what do we want to create? Yeah. And I think there's a, a level of accessibility, comfortability, because on some level we're, we're kind of, I was going to say average Joe and Jill or yeah, we're everyday people, (laughs) everyday people. There's like a a conservativeness, if you will, to us. That's like, Oh, okay. I can resonate with that. I feel like I can relate to that. I thought you were not going to talk about politics. Ah, yes. Isn't it funny how that (laughs) word is like hijacked now? You can't really say it because it means so much more. I'm just teasing. So I think the next big one, I just wrote about this on my Instagram too. You got to go check it out. It was, it was a doozy. It was a fun one. You got to really stop that. tugging on your... My cock and balls? Yes. Sorry. I've been doing that the since video- I was a kid. I know. And you've been doing it because we're actually Instagram living this yes. podcast, which yeah. you can see on my Instagram after the fact, if you want to watch us actually talk about this. <laughs> and 
the whole time, like I should have rearranged the <laughs> angle of the video because Jordan tugs on his <laughs> cock and balls every time he speaks. My family knows me for this. Yes. I've done this since I was a toddler. It's kind of ridiculous. Like I almost, All right, sorry. when we have a future kid, like you got to <laughs> stop doing that. Otherwise they're going to do that. And I'm going to okay, lose Okay, baby. It. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> I will do my best for now, at least, to not to do cross it. cross your arms. It's like you can't think. Well, now I'm pouting. Trying to, my, my woman's trying to control me, and I don't no, want to. No, you just grow up. <laughs> ah. Uh-huh. I, we had now a conversation yesterday where I told tables, her to grow up. The turntables have turned. <laughs> They continue to turn. All right. So we're everyday people doing kinky things and having a lot of fun. So the next big thing for me was, (laughs) and again, there's many more, but just one that comes up strongly in this moment is Tantra meets BDSM. We went to a weekend long workshop, uh, hosted by a couple mentors and just both of them have been on the podcast, Lori Handlers and Om Rupani. They do this together. They are such an unlikely duo. They totally are. And they crush. That's an awesome event. Mm -hmm. And so that event was an immersive experience to say the least, where I got to be with people I love because we had a bunch of close friends and others that we didn't know for the both rounds because we've done a couple times. Uh, And learn together and be held by these absolute experts and people that I could relate to on many levels and had massive respect for. Mm -hmm. And so I could be held in that space and there's no excuses. And what I mean by that is there's nowhere for me to go. I'm all day, every day for a few days in this container and we're going through these radical practices. (laughs) Uh, There's a, a really funny picture of me all tied up. I'm just like so out of my element, but I'm like, I'm here. And the the rope was pink. It was really cute. Uh And I will never forget. I went into that with this. And I don't even know if I like really fully understood it. This idea that you were maybe never going to be able to meet me in this regard. And that I was going to have to sacrifice these certain elements of my sexual expression my identity even in some ways. And I had a little bit of a masculine edge to me about it. Hands on my hips. Like you're never going like, I can't make you want to do this and Mm -hmm. just not a way to inspire my net. Well, at the time it was my boyfriend Uh because this was years ago. Yeah. This was probably close to four years ago, maybe something (laughs) like that. Close to four years to step up and do these things. And I remember asking some question to Ohm where he just very directly, very pointedly was, he just shared something to the effect of make him win, Mm -hmm. make him right, make him win. And there's something else that came out of that, right? Well, yeah. So he was, he basically just donned you. (laughs) In a moment where he just like snapped me forward where he, Basically, was she was telling like, me you were like kind of complaining in a sense, right? Yeah, about yeah. and sharing all this stuff. Yeah. And then he was just like snapped you out of it. Yeah. And it was mostly take responsibility That's for the role was. that you play. That's yep. what it means underneath it. Take responsibility for your actions and get over yourself. Mm-hmm. It's basically what he was saying like, get the fuck over yourself. Mm-hmm. And I am just old enough of a generation that didn't have all the participation trophies thrown at me. It's uh-huh. the ones right behind us, I think, mm-hmm. that got like a lot of, I mean, right you're doing us, yeah. great right after us. You're doing great just as you are. You got to see, here's a gold star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So tough love in a lot of ways. When I hear it, I go, oh shit. You're yeah. right. I think about the generation behind getting some of that like super pointed direct and then like breaking down into victimhood and all of this. And so there's definitely, you have to be willing to be wrong yeah, and willing to just go, fuck, you're right. I take responsibility. Or at the very least be like, okay, let me like sit with that. Right. Instead of like, you're mean and you're wrong yeah, and yeah. you can't do that. And you, you and point, point, point. Like you don't know me. Right. <laughs> no, but I took that as, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I am the one that is potentially preventing us from moving to what is the next right and true step for us. Yeah. And 
I was showing up, right? And yeah. so that, that was really big for me. That was a very awkward space to be in. And it was very tender and vulnerable. And so it's so important to encourage that. And I think that's what was happening in that weekend was I'm here, baby. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm showing up. Like it still is awkward and I'm not a pro just from this weekend, but I'm fucking here. I'm doing what you want and not doing it because I think I should, or just trying because to I feel pressure trying to appease. Like I'm humbly here fully. So like meet me, encourage me. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, and this is really important for people listening that are in like relationship where there's this dance and inevitably it's showing up in one way or another slash many is to encourage that. Be like, yes, like, fuck yeah. Even if it doesn't meet your standards and seem perfect, it's like, no, encourage that. Cause then we can keep going. Right. And, and if we don't do that, there's the, I'll never want to do it again. Right. Resentment. <laughs> yeah. And why would I want to keep doing this? Because every time I go into it, you're an asshole. Totally. <laughs> and I don't want to be around you. It's, like, it's fuck not that noise. sexy and you want this thing for no. me and I'm never, it's not good enough. So yeah. we just, let's carry on with our relationship because we want to be in a relationship with each other. But when it comes to this, we put it in a box and put it in the closet. And we see this dynamic a lot. All so it's a really important thing to note here. And so there's one more experience from that weekend that I'll share because it's relevant. I just wrote about it. And it was, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think Ohm reprimanded you. And then this workshop, this activity happened like right after. Yeah, probably the same day. Yeah. And this activity, I won't get into all of the details about, around it, but basically we were playing with pleasure and pain and specifically pain and, and what it can look like to leverage pain for release and to and turn on and to and turn see on, exactly. how, how closely they're tied together. Yes. And it's almost inexplicable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's, we don't have to make meaning out of it. You experience pain, you experience release, then there's a little pleasure, then wow, I'm wet. Yeah. Or wow, I'm hard. Uh-huh. This doesn't really make any sense, but how about it just is and let's play with it uh-huh. a little bit. And you you teased it a little bit there. And so <laughs> when we were doing this exercise, I was inflicting pain on Lex with consent, <laughs> obviously, right? It was an exercise. There were a bunch yeah. of us doing it. And a bunch of people were doing it in the room and there's all kinds of intensity in the air. There's all kinds of noises. There's giggling. There's crying. There's moaning. Releasing. Yeah, just releasing. And- as we're doing this, I'm getting aroused, but I hadn't quite ever experienced something like that where I was getting turned on, but the stimulus wasn't necessarily overtly at all really sexual. sexual. And because I'm erotic blueprints, I'm sexual is definitely my leading one. And this was like a kinky experience, right? And it was one of the first times I had experienced kink in this way and that the dom sub dynamics where you were surrendering to me, inflicting this, this pain on you. He had his thumb in the soft spot of my jaw. Yeah. One thumb was on the soft spot of my jaw, which if you just reach up and touch your jaw and then just push your thumb, it's very sensitive in that joint right there. And then the other hand was squeezing my nipple. Oh, I forgot about that part of it. That's right. It was both. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm super turned on, but she's, she's going through all kinds of emotions. She's going through rage. It was primarily rage is what I could see rage and anger. And then it shifted into like tears into really like sadness. frustration and sadness and realization responsibility, yeah. what, surrender. But I didn't know any of that part necessarily because you weren't speaking. We're just in this thing. And I'm trying to like hide my raging heart on <laughs> <laughs> doing the old flipperuski in the waistband to like hide it. Cause it felt just inappropriate. And I thought you would be offended. And I just felt embarrassed and weird. And I felt like you were mad at me. Like I, because I'm doing this thing to you and it's causing this reaction. And so in my mind, she's like mad at me. I got to This is like, not okay that I feel turned on by this. And then afterwards you shared, well, you can say what you shared. If you a recall. lot of what I, I don't what really do, recall, but it's said. a lot yeah. of what I just said. It's, it really it was is a lot of what I said. just said. And there was going to be really no, I don't know any other way that those kinds of realizations were going to come to me in our relationship, like in myself and in our relationship without that kind of stimuli. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that was a big one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And really what I think is important to denote here is that we have invested in ourselves in a lot of different ways. 
And one of the main things, and we're talking about time, money, energy. One of those things is a renewable resource. The other two aren't. And those are the most important, I think, to us is energy and time. We've spent and dedicated a lot of time to these things. It's not a quick fix, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or the subject matter that we're talking about can take a decent length of time to absorb and then embody. And also when you're considering the nervous system and the nervous system, sexual energy moves really fast in the nervous system. And so integration can be really slow. Integration (laughs) can be really slow. And so, and these are all still things that come up when a person gets to gain this kind of knowledge. So we've really invested in ourselves and shown ourselves and our relationship that this fucking matters to us. And I knew that it already was going to, because I was doing this work for others and with others and programs and things before we got together, doing it myself this deeply with someone that I want to build a family with a totally different level. Mm. And I'm so excited to keep being where I am while also being an educator and knowing that every cycle and season that goes by for us, we're gaining more insight and ability to help more people. Yeah. And I love what we do. So my, my point here is to encourage people, you know, this, I think we outlined and expressed a lot in this podcast. And so for those that are listening, share this with your significant other. We're two normal people by most standards. Weirdly normal. Weirdly normal. Normal slash weird. In our (laughs) thirties. Do I have to say mid thirties now? Yes. you do. In our mid (laughs) thirties. You're so funny. It's weird Uh because I'm the baby of the family. So it's just always going to feel weird, I think. But that are experiencing this life, that are going through it while also, you know, for us, we have this commitment to share so that others can learn from our experiences and the things that we've devoted a lot of our time and our lives to. So again, this is an encouragement that wherever you are currently at on your journey, take the next step so that you can be in integrity with yourself. And maybe you're a chronic workshop goer. Maybe you just go, go, go. So then the next step for you is to slow down and stop going and let it land. Let it acclimate, integrate, percolate, (laughs) you know, Let it be. And for those of you that are like, I just don't know, then start with something small. Do a want, will, won't list. It's a free download. Google it. Go to my Instagram. Listen to more of this podcast or other sex educators and their amazing podcasts. Listen to the audiobooks that your favorite sex educators are recommending you listen to. And I would say for this particular podcast, if you're wanting to share it with people, especially share it with someone who maybe you feel like it's hard for you to enroll them or engage with them in a way that inspires them to show up more for themselves and for your relationship. And sparks curiosity. And sparks yeah. curiosity because this isn't about you are not enough and life is not enough or any of that. It's let's go get more and bigger and broader. Let's go do it together. This is not a, I'm going this way and you need to come with me. <laughs> it's I'm going to meet you here and I'm really excited to keep going forward. Mm. Come with me. Yeah. So take whatever that next step is and ask yourself sincerely, what is it? And then the next piece that I want to share is, like I've mentioned, Jordan and I have devoted so much of our lives to this work. We might be the perfect people to hold you through whatever your next steps are. And we might not be. Some of you might be already on the journey. And a lot of this conversation was, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. And you're ready for something that's like, way beyond the kinds of things that maybe we teach. Maybe it's advanced kink and advanced BDSM and advanced Tantra practices and advanced, whatever, I don't know. But maybe you are the kind of person that's really looking for a bridge. And that's what I consider us to be, a bridge. We're not master practitioners in kink. We're not master practitioners in a lot of these subjects that are directly connected to sex and sexual expression, but we know a lot about trauma and the nervous system. We know a lot about relationships, connection. We know a lot about, we know a medium to large amount about a lot of different things. Yes. And we can help 
you figure out where you want to go next. Figure out where you're currently at and then help you with steps that help you and your relationship create a foundation where you're going to continue growing. Both of you can't unknow or unlearn when you start building that foundation. You have that forever moving forward. And then imagine how you set yourself and your relationship up for success when you have that. Jordan's looking at me all creepy. She's just on fire and I love you so much. Yeah. And you know, invitations to come and work with us, whatever that looks like, if that's coming to a retreat or doing one of our virtual programs, it's gentle. Mm -hmm. This is gentle. Like I said, sexual energy and relationships, relationships can be touchy for people and sexual energy moves fast. And so we want people when they come to work with us, they're ready. They might be a little bit scared, (laughs) but they're fucking ready. That's a good sign. They're a little bit scared. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) So this is an invitation to whatever your next step is and come work with us. Yeah. We're really good at what we do. I love us together. This I call love we were us at together this morning, too. I, I looked at her after I was like, I love working with you. I love specifically being in the couple's energy with you where we get yeah. to support other couples because it's just, we've talked about this before. That is one of the key parts of the evolution of society and the family system and a lot of the problems we see in the world is a lack of divine union, like you said earlier. And what can that look like? What is involved in that? Well, the stuff that we're talking about is crucial. It is integral to that process. Yeah, I say, and this is very plainly, but it's, I believe that couples that stay together and are in love, couples in love, that keep a family together, it's going to heal the world. Moms and dads in love together with family units that are together. I mean, there's so much pain and grief and hurt and trauma and all of that that is a result from the opposite of that. And, and we, so, we know it firsthand. And we know it firsthand, for sure. And one quick thing I want to double click on that I just think is so important. We have to go. Soon. You do? Okay. This will uh-huh. be really quick. Okay. It's, and you touched on it, but I just, again, want to double click. It's, this work takes time, like you said. Yeah. And to have grace for yourself and for your partner. I'm thinking of one couple in particular that's been working with us for better part of a couple of years now, doing a lot of different things individual men's work, her individual women's work, couple stuff. And, you know, sometimes there's in an acute situation, there's like, we're still dealing with this. Like that kind of comes up or yeah. I thought we were past this or like, it feels like it's not working. And inevitably, like when I talk to him in particular, I pump him up. I'm like, dude, think of where you were a little over a year and a half ago. Right. Just take a minute and be like, be proud of yourself. Right. Appreciate Holy the reverse shit. gap. Yeah. I think so many people are looking at but I want to be there and I'm not successful until I'm there where we don't have this conflict where we actually have sex, where we speak with each other. They're only focused on the gap from where they're currently at to where they want to be. And they don't realize just how much they've closed that gap. Yeah. Right. It reminds me of the concept of we typically overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. It's the same basic concept here. If you look at the long term, many months slash years, like, holy shit, I've come a long way. But if you're only looking at days or weeks or even months, it's like, fuck, I feel like I've gotten nowhere. And so it's perspective. Totally. And for people, they've got patterns and systems set up in their relationships that took how long? (laughs) How long did it take for essentially you to become the person that you are? And then look at your relationship and how long, if your relationship has gone for what, a decade, Hmm. let's say 10 years, then you are how old in your relationship? 10 years. It took that long to create your current situation. People sometimes come to us and go, I need to get this figured out in six months or less. It's <laughs> it been, ain't change it's overnight. been three conversations. It's been three sessions or it's been whatever, whatever it is. And they're like, and we're still here. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You're doing amazing. <laughs> it took you 30 something years to create this situation, a decade to create this situation with your person. It's not going to resolve in three weeks, six months. It's just, you know, curbing expectations. Yeah. And there will be those momentary 
huge breakthrough transformational experiences like some of the ones we've described here that will just shine a light where you'll never turn back after. It's like, cool, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, baby. All right. Keep fighting the good Baby's fight, y'all. Go. I know I have a call right now because okay. I love people and I love love <laughs> and I'm on a mission to help people love and fuck. Come on. So Ooh, much better. I felt that in my loins. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And all you people with your ears. I don't know if I'm in your ear holes right now or if I'm blasting in your car uh-huh. or while you're cleaning the house or whatever. I want you to know, I fucking love you. I fucking love you. Are you talking to me or are you talking to them? Both. <laughs> we love you and we care about your love. Whether mm-hmm. that love is currently present in your life or it's something that you're realizing, mm-hmm. manifesting. So. Go do something bold, courageous, and sexy AF. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.